0: In the holy name of Jesus, amen. A recent article titled, Look at Me, from the magazine First Things, did a great diagnosis of what distracts us from having real relationships with people. The title, Look at Me, is actually taken from the protocols that were developed by Ivar Lovas to treat autism. Look at me is the first command of every protocol because the eye contact of the child and the parent is fundamental to brain development, to social confidence, and emotional stability. Now, the article demonstrates while parents of autistic children desire their children to look at them, It also points out that today it is children who desire the look of their parents. And she tells a very anecdotal story, which I think most of us have actually experienced, unfortunately. The story she tells is about a time where she visits a bookstore. And she says this about her time there. There was a young child who in a loud voice, loud enough to be heard throughout the store, kept saying, Daddy, this is a Triceratops. He has three big horns. Daddy, this is a Stegosaurus. He has a spiky tail. Daddy! The agonizing litany continued again and again. The strong-willed child tried to force her father's attention while her father sat in a chair a few feet from his daughter, his legs spread and his whole upper body bent over the glowing screen of his phone. Whether you are a parent or a child, brother, sister, everyone desires the look of their loved one. In today's gospel reading, it is the woman who desires Jesus to look at her Now, it is easy to understand why Jesus would look at her. She somehow gets close enough to stand at his feet and wash them with her tears and dry them with her hair and break open an expensive bottle of ointment to anoint them. But when Jesus does actually look at her, when he turns in the middle of the reading, he doesn't simply recognize her. But he actually sees her or looks into her and sees for whom she really is. A woman that is grateful to the point of tears for the forgiveness of sins, which now lives a life marked by great acts of love. Now, Jesus invites Simon, the Pharisee, to see the woman as Jesus sees her. But Simon can only see the woman's sin. In verse 37, the woman is described as someone who was a sinner. Something that described her in the past, but now is not the main descriptor. However, when Simon critiques Jesus under his breath, he says, this man should really know what kind of woman she is, for she is a sinner. He can't get past her sin. Jesus, though, can see that sin is the lens in which Simon views her, not only to see the woman, but also to see him. And when you see God through sin, God turns away. In the middle of the passage, Jesus turns from Simon and looks at the woman. Now what Simon doesn't realize is that when Jesus turns away from Simon, it is God turning away from Simon. And that should scare Simon beyond anything he could imagine. Because we all need to have our loved ones look at us. Most especially the one who loves us the most, God. Now, there is a very well-known experiment in child development called the still-face experiment. An infant sits in a seat, kind of like a car seat, with the mother, and they, they play, they, they have baby talk, they're, they're very engaged. And then when the researcher gives the signal, the mother turns away from the child for a moment or so. And when the mother turns back, the face of the mother is stone. No emotion, no eye contact. Even though the mother is facing the child, she is not looking at the child. This takes place for two minutes. And even though the mother is not looking at the child, the child does everything he or she can do to get the look of the mother, already from three months old to toddlers. They'll playfully try to engage the mother, they'll make hand motions, and then it starts to turn into desperation, and then exasperation, and eventually the child gives up and actually falls limp in the chair. It's terrible to watch. <laughs> it, it is it's awful to watch. But it demonstrates that everyone desires to be looked at by their loved ones. Without that look, the relationship is broken between the mother and the child. And that is a very fearful and frightening thing for the child. Great thing, at the end of the two minutes, when the mother's... Re- Look returns, it is back to the way it was. The mother and the child are in sync, and the relationship grows. When Jesus turns away from Simon in today's reading, Simon's response should be, Look at me, Jesus! Like several of the Psalms Psalm 51, Psalm 88, Psalm 27. Where they cry out and they say, Lord, do not turn or hide your face from me. Simon is lost without the face of Jesus. Now, in spite of Jesus' turning away, he does not give up on Simon. He turns and looks at the woman, but what does he do? He talks to Simon. He continues to speak to him. Jesus wants Simon to be in sync. To see what he sees. When Jesus says, Simon, do you see this woman? He's actually saying, do you see this woman as I see this woman? And then Jesus describes who she is. And he recounts all the great works of love that she has done in the midst of not only Jesus, but of Simon himself. He recounts all of her loving actions so that Simon would see her not as what she once was, that sinner, but who she is, that lover of God. Jesus wants Simon to get back into sync so their relationship will grow, not just between Jesus and Simon, but once he's in sync with Jesus, the worlds of the woman and Simon burst open. The woman's worlds change because when Simon sees her as who she is, She will have a community now that sees her according to the way God sees her. And then, of course, Simon will have a teacher now, this woman who can help him actually do what he wants, to love God above all things. When we get to the end of the reading today, we don't know what Simon does, and that's actually on purpose. We don't know if Simon gets in line in sync with Jesus and looks at Jesus or looks at the woman as Jesus sees her. That's on purpose because the ending of the story doesn't happen within the pages, but it happens in each one of our lives. We finish the story in our own life. First, will we see Jesus as the one who died for the sins of the world? as the one who forgives every sin, heals the brokenhearted, and welcomes all through the forgiveness of sins into God's presence? Second, will we recognize that we need the look of Jesus as the one who looks at me, as the one who looks at you, as the one who looks at everyone, so that we might live life without fear? And third, third, Through the death and resurrection of Jesus, will we see each person as Jesus sees them, forgiven sinners, who are meant to live life in gratitude and love? So like Simon's house, Jesus has shown up to this house today. And like Simon's dinner, Jesus is sitting at table with us at the Lord's Supper. And like Simon's house... There are people who broke into here who are not worthy to be in Jesus' presence. We don't need to look too far. Well, because we can't get past ourselves. But since Jesus is here, there is great hope. Because he is here with the forgiveness of sins, with his petitions to look at him, so that we might follow his eyes and see what he sees then by seeing what he sees, our community will become what it is intended to be. Lovers who love life and live life through the forgiveness of sins in gratitude for the forgiveness of sins. In the holy name of Jesus, amen.